Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We're on episode 73. I am here in sunny, warm, beautiful Massachusetts. Just kidding. It's not any of those things. It's actually freezing cold. We had some freezing rain last night, but I'm here in Massachusetts hanging out at the studio, and we got a killer episode going on. Matt, what's up? Man, your vo- I say this every time you're in studio. Your voice has yeah. never sounded so good. It's at least crisp now. The, the, iPhone, oh, yeah. the iPhone does okay, but then you put it through Skype, and then you put it through internet, and yeah. then you put it like... We'll get the adapter to where I can plug in one of those Yeti microphones with it. And oh, Nick. We'll hopefully you, eventually make it We nice. can't show our viewers, but see this thing right here? Oh, you're, that's a tripod You're taking thing. that home. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's super. It's got the gooseneck. Like, yep. you'll be able to, if you're using your phone at any point, you just attach it to a table. You can adjust it to every angle. Very nice. You're never going to look better. <laughs> Snapchat filters included. It sounds good the to cat me. ears, nose. Yep. I'll put something on. All right, so usually this is the point when we welcome in um, Evan, but tonight we have Evan out, I'm going to say the wrong thing, skiing, I think. I think he said skiing. He was going on a ski trip. If you say skiing and they're snowboarders, they might be offended if you say, so I think it's skiing. They're on a winter sport retreat. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) The politically correct way to talk about skiing and snowboarding. I didn't know there was such a thing. There is now. <laughs> All right, here. Let me bring in, though, uh, my brother tonight uh, to the Nick and Matt show. You've met him before. Josh, how are you doing? I am doing good. I'll do my best to be an Evan Kearns replacement. That's usually when I get pulled in on the show to try to fill somebody's Some, shoes. Somebody's so spot. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Lately, it's been the Nick and Matt show, and then it's the Nick, Matt, and Evan show, the Nick, Matt, and Evan Statmando show, and now it's just going to be the Nick, Matt, Evan, Josh show, and we'll just we'll round table it every single week. <laughs> Hey, th- things are growing, right? Things are growing exactly. at your show. That's it. Things are growing. And off camera, and I debated whether or not to say anything, but we've got a, I'm going to call him an intern right now, a producer intern. His name is Ben Kenny. He is local to Leicester, Massachusetts, Maple Hill. He was out there volunteering at MVP. He listens to the Nick and Matt show, and he reached out after last episode, and he's like, you mentioned like needing a producer. I've got some experience in the media world. I'd love to come help out. Um, I'll even pay to do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you didn't say that. Hey, uh, Ben, say hi real loud. What up? <clears throat> so that's Ben. If you could hear any little echo in the background, we don't have a mic up tonight. Um, but we are going to work towards that. And that means the show, Nick, I'm going to eventually be able to do what you're doing, which is just think just about talking. Sit there and just talk. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to do anything else but except look at a camera and then speak when spoken to kind of thing. Uh, so... All right. That's our intro. You mentioned the snow. It's nice and cold, but we've got some hot topics to talk about. Um, besides Ricky coming on in about 25 minutes or so, mm-hmm. Nick, everything's getting blurred as far as weeks are concerned. Yeah, but no, what right. was the biggest news that dropped since our last recording? What do you think it is? Dickerson leaving Prodigy. It's got to be. That was massive news for the disc golf world. I think it. it Something unexpected as well, because we've talked about over the last few weeks of players uh, leaving their contracts early and then kind of like outing themselves out of the sponsorships that they currently have and trying to find new ones throughout the year. It's just kind of a big mystery now. Like, where is Katrina Allen going? Where is Chris Dickerson going? Where is Haley King going? And so we got a ton of players who still have not announced where they're going to. But um, Chris Dickerson being the most recent kind of big announcement that he's leaving. Um, Josh, you stay pretty in tune 
Uh, we've said it many times, you and I have a show on the Disc Golf Network. It's actually changing and shifting where we're actually going to have a new show that's going to incorporate a lot more Disc Golf media personalities. It's going to be pretty cool. But Josh, so you stay in tune is my point. Chris Dickerson's announcement, we've talked about it. You probably had some expectation of it, but what does this mean? Do you think in the disc golf world, anything big? What about, did it sound like he had a good relationship with Prodigy? Like, what's your take on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, there was so many, so much movement in this off season. Like, I've got my own list of what I think are the top 10 most interesting sponsorship changes. We can get to those later if we want to. Mm-hmm. But Dickerson's definitely on that list. Um, I wasn't totally shocked. Uh, it's total speculation, but you hear enough rumors. There's usually something behind it, right? Um, rumblings with Prodigy. Who knows if it's just a payment thing, if it's what the relationship is. It appears that they paid Kevin Jones big, right? And is everybody happy with that, right? Performance relative to each other. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, pretty big deal for Dickerson. It didn't, you know, talk about just a post coming out and be like, 2021 was my last year representing Prodigy, just kind of straight to the point. No big like, thank you for all the great memories and here's where I'm going. So it's still, I don't know, it's intriguing. If you were to ask me, there are a little bit of rumblings out there probably for them that not not thrilled. But you know what? They also probably recognize there is a business component to this. I think we're all seeing that now, right? As Mm -hmm. if we didn't see it before, it's becoming more and more clear. And I figure that's just got to be part of it. Um, you're going to get some speed bumps when you are moving this fast as a sport, right? Things are moving, moving, moving. You're mm-hmm. going to do that. And maybe Dickerson's kind of feeling that pain, but he will probably end up somewhere. If not in 2022, I don't, I don't know where that'll be, but like, you know, he'll settle in a good spot, getting paid what he thinks he's worth. Right. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I've, you know, branched out with the Twitter world with the Nick and Matt show and the my own personal Twitter account. And I am seeing that Ian Anderson of Central Coast Disc Golf had posted somewhere on someone's comment, commented on something and was kind of not assuring people or like 100% saying it, but it was kind of like a big thing is potential Dickerson to Discraft, which I think would be massive seeing Dickerson with Discraft. Great company, obviously. And they have all the discs that you need. And so a great player like Dickerson can kind of just come right into it. I did think it was kind of cool when Matt and I were originally talking about this, how Matt had said it is the last year that I'll be representing Prodigy. And what's funny is he said that in 2022. It's not like in November or December he came out saying, okay, this is my last year. Like, it's been great. Like you were just did, saying, Josh, hold on. It was did, right. did he say this is my last or did he say was my last? No, he says it was. <laughs> was his yeah, last. Like, as was. It, it just sounded so like. Well, it's almost like it's it's just something that's all over. in the sun. And exactly. I, I think, you know, a part of that is. Players are getting paid now. Top top name players are finally getting some money. And Dickerson is a major winner. He's won multiple pro tour events. He's a killer out in the East Coast, especially in the Tennessee area, Tennessee area and the Carolinas. So I think, you know, kudos on him. But at the same time, it's like, it's tough because Kevin Jones comes out with his big announcement. And I don't think they ever came out with the numbers for it, did they? If there were no numbers no, for it, but you no. can tell that like he's making some good money sticking around for four more years. Dickerson probably looks at it and is like, you know what? I'm worth more than that though. So I kind of just, you know, curiosity who's worth more as a player. And I went on to the wonderful statmando.com just to mm-hmm. do a quick, just to do a quick head to head between Dickerson and Kevin Jones in the 2021 season. Dickerson won 11 
Uh, Kevin Jones won three, and they had two different ties. So, I mean, it's pretty lopsided with their play from last year. And you can go back to, you know, 2020, 2019. But I'm just going to say Dickerson is probably winning in all the categories of how many tournaments he's, you know, done better at than Kevin Jones. Marketability-wise, Kevin's oh, a man. very, very... I, like. Go ahead. No, you just jumped it because here's what I was going to say. Unless you are like the top two, right? So the top two, no one cares how marketable they are. I mean, I shouldn't say they don't care. That's an extra bonus. But if you are like winning majors, then that alone makes you marketable. Personality, anything else, right? Like you're, if you're winning worlds multiple times, you're good. Anything else between like three, four, five and on down, I don't think anybody actually cares like how much you win or not in that tier. It's just got to be marketable because it drops off so so far so it's yeah. like is dickerson or kevin jones more marketable like i'll let you answer that i have an opinion um and by the way one other thing i wanted to interject is you said discraft has all the discs he would need i think they also have all the money that he would need yeah i don't know if you heard but they were they were actively courting ricky which is coming on later right but so if they were actively courting ricky they had to be talking money somewhere in the range that he got at dynamic discs <laughs> right so they were still looking to pick up big, big time players mm -hmm. with big time cash contracts. I don't know what Dickerson is, is, you know, pursuing, but, um, I think that certainly leaves that door open. Very realistic. Okay. So maybe Dickerson to discraft Nick alluded to the fact that Ian Anderson was saying like, so there's rumblings out there mm -hmm. and that actually jives with what I had heard early on rumors of, um, is there any chance that he goes to Innova? Yes or no? Uh, I, I don't need, you know, I mean, long. No. No. Okay. No. Nah. <laughs> no. Personally, no. Um, okay. Well, what's funny is the way he said this is his last year, this was his last year, it makes you think, okay, there's probably something going on behind the scenes. And then mm -hmm. you, have, you have this incredible player. And we've had him on the show before to where he talked about going out to the West Coast unless you're winning those events is not worth it. Why is one of the top brand companies, Prodigy's a very, very well-known brand. They're a big brand in the sport of disc golf. Yeah. Why are they not helping out, arguably, their number one player on their team to make sure that hey, you don't need to worry about that? You don't need to worry about the flight or the gas or anything like that. Like, we just need you at these events because Dickerson can play well on golf courses and disc golf courses, which the West Coast, like, I'd love to see Dickerson out in Oregon playing Beaver State Fling. Like, that, that's just something that, like, you want to see those kind of players. That's play every because they course. don't view him as their number one player. Exactly. Right? That's, and that's that, where you that's know, the whole issue. Exactly. And we can all have the opinion on like who the number one player is. I'm just saying for me personally, I think Dickerson's a better player than Kevin Jones. But, and you also, the events that Dickerson goes to, he usually does very well. at. It's, it's rare to see him kind of have a drop off event, but look at GMC last year. He, what did he average? Like 1070 rated golf at GMC. I mean, you put him on courses that one suit his game and then two are just, great courses in general a lot of players can do well at them but dickerson is consistently in that top five to top 10 range with kevin jones this year kind of having some he kevin jones didn't have a great year I, i'm pretty sure he said that before it's not a year that should have been up to his standards but at the same time you got to take that into effect to where like okay kevin jones not playing that great for sickerson is playing well you got to dish out some money you know yeah. So there's going to be more talk about that. And we are going to continue to talk about that more even today. Um, by the way, it's, it's Sunday. We never do this. Yeah. No, right. It my my whole week's going to be messed up. Keep us updated on the Pats game. Just kidding. No, <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, true dude. Like, okay. Gonna have to go I think they're playing the dolphins it. at four 30 or something like that. 
All right. Um, thank you, Doc Zen, yeah. for the super chat. Biggest question, where is Nick Carl going in 2022? Give us the 30-second the version. Well, technically, I'm going to Virginia next week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, you know, re-upping my sponsorship with Discraft, and then uh, I've got a couple other things in the works right now that aren't um, out into the public yet. But like, All right. Those, so what he's sets. saying is, Josh, let's speculate. <clears throat> I've heard rumors early on. Like resistance discs, I've heard all different things. We'll see what happens. I have zero idea. We'll actually, I don't actually, I don't actually follow up with you, Nick, on these things. I just wait <laughs> yeah. for Nick to announce. Yeah, exactly. So maybe nothing. Maybe it, you got things of your own being worked on. I heard. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it out loud, but if you're listening, this individual says they listen. So we'll see if they do. They called me up today and said, "I'm working on Nick, trying to get Nick on the team." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's got people calling yeah. me, trying to line up Nick. So yeah. Nick, you're uh, you're a good person. I hope things work out for you this year as well. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, um, Katrina Allen has mm-hmm. not announced. It is now into the second week. How long do you go? Let's just talk about that. How long do you go before making an announcement? If things were lined up, how long do you go, and why would you wait? Like, what are some of the reasons? So I think Kat was kind of in that same boat as Dickerson to where she wasn't happy, but it was kind of like all of a sudden she's not happy. And so I really, I, I'm not saying this is purely out of speculation. I don't think she was really like actively looking for other sponsorships throughout the last year and then coming into this year. Um, so, I mean, Katrina could announce the day before Vegas and just say like, hey, by the way, I'm sponsored by so-and-so company. She doesn't really have a timeline. She doesn't need to announce it next week or anything like that. When she does, great. If not, it was just kind of one of one of those things where it was another sudden change from Prodigy. Same thing with Innova. They're losing players. Prodigy's losing a couple of players. What's going on with everything? And um, but I think she was kind of in that same boat as Dickerson to where stuff behind the scenes may not have been going great. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know what? I'm just gonna change sponsorships then. I don't know if she still had more, you know, I don't know, I don't know every player's contract deals. Um, and how long they've signed you for. You don't? No, I'm not. You sure enough? Yeah, I'm not up to date on like, I know Paul is through 2030 or something like that, and that's about it. That's, we've, and, you know. and we've, I'm stuttering, most podcasts have talked about this whole contract issue. We'll call it an issue. Josh and I have talked about it on our other show. We've talked about it here. Uh, there's other, disc, there's a lot of disc golf podcasts out there, and it's coming up. Well, do contracts even matter anymore? What's the big deal with contracts? I have an audio clip that I think will play for Ricky um, where we had him on about nine months ago on, well, we had him on more recent than that, but about Mm -hmm. nine months ago, the topic of like contract agents, money comes up and I pretty much tell him straight out and you'll hear this later. Ricky, I think you're worth a lot of money. You should go out and get paid as much as you can. And he's like, Oh, thanks. (laughs) And he's like, but I've got a couple years left on my contract. And that Mm -hmm. was like, you'll hear this clip. And it's just funny and interesting to hear how things are changing so mm-hmm. quickly to where people are realizing their money. And I know Hannah last week said, I don't think it's a money grab for most players, but it's, it has to be some level of worth. If I'm doing the job that I'm doing right now at my employer and mm-hmm. I look around at 10 other companies who are paying the same position, uh, let's just go high, 10 times more than I'm getting paid, mm-hmm. you better believe I'm asking my employer to up my pay to make it comparable or I'm leaving. Even if I had some type of a deal, it wouldn't yeah. be worth it. I'd pay a, I'd pay a penalty if I had to, cause it's that much money difference. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough though, because I think if this continues to happen, let's say in the next five years, players just outing themselves out of contracts with the way disc golf is going, the money that people like companies and players are getting, 
you know, I think it's going to hit more of like a legal area to where eventually I think eventually it will. And uh, I mean, it, it happens in every professional sport. Right. But what's interesting, Nick, right? They can't force people to play though. Like mm-hmm. the player can go, fine, I'm just not going to play. Yeah. And it's going to look bad on you because they're going to see I'm yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and, but, but penalties can be paid mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting. One of my questions for Ricky today, I hope he's not listening in early. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's going to plan out his response yeah. is um, why can't you talk about leaving Innova? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, he said clearly in his interviews, like, that's eh, something I can't talk about, but I'm going to ask him why he can't. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm interested in his response. Yeah, I, I have could, a whole it, bunch of ideas. It could be but... something, yeah, it could be something as simple as, oh, I signed an NDA. Exactly. And but I just want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's funny, I actually, I haven't even got a chance to really listen to the interviews um, with anything, just been super busy. And obviously the travel back to Massachusetts, I'm kind of like out of the loop on it. So I'm excited to have Ricky on and just get, you know, almost like a first reaction to everything. But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we've seen multiple players this year. Ricky leaving his contract earlier. I think uh, Dickerson left his contract early. Haley King left her partnership or contract early. So, so that you said Haley King. So let's yeah. talk about it. She's another one mm-hmm. who has announced. Wait, where do we think Kat is going? We didn't really say that. <laughs> do you know how many people are saying MVP? So many. Now, yeah. are they saying that because not very many players are have gone to MVP, mm-hmm. and it just seems like oh, that's an opening. Oh, excuse me. Got that seltzer going right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or is it um, because people are actually hearing things about that? I don't know. It, but I also see DGA. People are just coming up with these outlier companies yeah. right now. Would she stay away from Innova? She heard things that she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. I, Josh, what's your, do you have any perspective? Have you heard anything <laughs> on where Katrina might go? No, no. No, no, honestly, <laughs> barely anything to add except the obvious things, meaning um, everything else aside, meaning all the stuff that actually matters, you're like, oh, well, Innova's got a great slot, right? Because they they feel like, or I feel like they don't have anything great in that slot. They do have their European FPO, right? So I, but that's just me thinking on the outside, not knowing anything about money, right? Uh, branding preferences, personal relationships. And those are the things that really matter, right? So I don't actually have any real perspective. It would, I mean, Innova seems great. MVP seems great. Uh, both of those, like, okay, Innova would not like shock me. I'm not saying I think that's where she's going. MVP would probably like really surprise me and, um, the, you know, great for them if they pull that off. But do you know why I, I feel like I say, do you know why? I've heard somebody's reasoning, and I thought it was decent. They made a lot of money off of James Conrad oh, gosh, this yeah. last year. Yeah. And I'm sure James is probably getting yep. a cut of that. But, like, maybe they have the money. Would she go to Discraft? Would Katrina go to Discraft? Uh, she used to be a Discraft sponsored player. And she throws it really well. Mm-hmm. I've seen her throw it before. So, yep. who knows? Uh, but Haley King leaving Discraft, this is where we were just about to transition to. Holy cow. She Oh, she moved. Since the announcement, she moved. So this was all she part was in, of it. She was in the process of moving. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It yeah. was all part of it. I guarantee that was a big part of it. Like, hey, I want to change my life. I want to move here. I want to do X, Y, Z. And it doesn't make sense for me to stay with Discraft for some reason or another. Um, but she moved down south, right? I say down south for the rest of the world. They're not sure where that is. But like down to the Carolinas? Yeah. Innova has a whole East Coast hub there. She gonna go play at Innova, or she again has she heard things she doesn't like about Innova, mm-hmm. and she's gonna go to Prodigy. <laughs> like, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it's completely up in the air. I have no idea. What I'm kind of like really curious on is the MVP. We haven't seen a big signing come out of MVP yet this year. 
and then Discmania. Who is Discmania's top FPO player right now? Is Ella it Ella Hansen? Hansen? It has to be. Okay, so it has to be Ella Hansen, right? And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you know what? What if Discmania just, you know, ponies up the money and gets that top FPO player? They create great plastic. They've got their own warehouse now. They've cut their ties with Innova, which is another company or, you know, players, whatever, cutting their ties with Innova. So potential Discmania. I mean, I would love it. I yeah. thought of that for, for either Cat or Haley. I think either or would be I would, would be the face it. of that company. I would, they love would be. It. Yeah, they would be the. I'm. Yeah, exactly. Hundred um, percent. I don't know if we talked about this, but Kyle Klein getting the promotion up to that's coming up. Okay, <laughs> we can right. talk. No, let's talk well, about it. I just thought about it in my head, but yeah. <laughs> let, so. let, wrapping up that quick topic on yeah. Haley King and Katrina Allen being brought in at the very end there to that. Mm-hmm. I think Discmania getting an FPO star or at least make it their FPO star. Like you do not think FPO when you think Discmania. Mm-hmm. Ella Hansen. I think Ella Hansen. Right now, like that's who I think. I don't think yeah. Discmania. I think Ella Hansen. When I think of like, she's a Discmania player, but I think Ella Hansen, not Discmania per yeah. se. It's a different way of thinking. But like Haley and or Katrina going to Discmania, I'd be like, wow, Discmania, way to go, like, yeah, big exactly. move. So it's funny because Ella, you know, she crushes, she smashes. I think she got like second or third at the World Distance Comp for the FPO players, yep. maybe first or second or something like that. Um, I think that'd be a great fit for either player, Haley or Katrina Allen, um, adding the crush girl onto the team and just kind of like re-upping their FPO side of things in the Discmania world. But um, another company I think slowly trying to get back into the game of things is DGA, one of the original companies in disc golf in general. They own discgolf.com, you know, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't, discgolf.com doesn't bring you to like the PDGA website. They invented it brings, disc golf, bro. I mean, it's just funny. They, you know, they were the early ones into it, but I think that's a company. They had a big signing with Andrew Marweed, incredible player. They're coming out with his line of discs. Or a couple signature series discs for him. But, you know, same thing. I think a player would do very well going to that company as well. So wherever these people are going, you know, who knows? You know, it could be something funny because DGA and Discraft have that kind of partnership that Innova and Discmania had. So let's say, you know, Haley is sitting under right now Paige Pierce at Discraft. Or she's not anymore. But she was sitting under Paige Pierce when it came to, like, the top FEO player. Missy Gannon and Haley King both had incredible years. You guys can argue whether you thought one was better than the other. I thought they were very, very good. I think Missy Gannon kind of topped it out when she won the Pro Tour Championships. Now it's like, okay, well, I'm not the face of the company. I've got these incredible women also playing for this company. Bam, let me go over to DGA where Plastic feels the same. It's made by the same company. Different types of discs, obviously. But who knows? Maybe maybe DGA is back in the mix of things. So All speculation on it. It's funny because... I'm one of the people where I do have some insider knowledge on some players that I've, you know, met throughout the year. You kind of hear stuff or players have talked to me about stuff. Katrina Allen, I have absolutely no idea where she's going. Like I, I, it's all speculation when it comes to Katrina Allen. I just have zero idea. It's funny. The topic of like, and I've thought about this for a while, the money's getting into it. So this is less likely of a topic, but a player just having an open bag purely and not having a main sponsor. Wasn't that a little bit of Josh Anton near the end? He was mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to play disc golf and try to win. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was playing with him up at GMC just kind of like in a practice round. He's throwing a mixed bag now, and you know he loves it. He's not tied down to anything. So. Right, and, and I mean, I say I say unfortunately, but like now that like a million-dollar contract's out there, or even let's just go down a quarter million, like it's hard to just go, I'm just going to play an open bag with nothing tying me down for free when I could probably tie down to a bag, which yeah. you wouldn't have to 
like force my hand, Nick. If someone said, hey, I'll give you quarter million a year to throw, you know I'm going to throw their plastic. So I think, uh, I don't I don't think Haley, my point is, or any of these other players are going to go like purely out of this realm of like manufacturer sponsorships. Now, I think. really, really quick before we end it, Kat, Paige, or excuse me, Katrina, Haley, and Chris Dickerson potentially announcing new sponsors, let's say in the next few weeks. Are they talking numbers in those contracts? Josh, what do you think? Uh, this is, um, I actually am curious. Let me reflect briefly, like with like Ricky and Kona, like I want to know who wanted to make sure that those salaries were public, right? In other words, did, was Ricky saying my salary needs to be public and Didi's like, sure. Or was DD like, we are going to pay somebody big and we want to make it public. The reason I ask that question about their situation, because those were the most recent public ones, is it depends where they go, right? In other words, if Katrina thinks this is important to announce it publicly, she's going to have to find a place that's okay with that, right? And like, is Innova going to do that? Ah, I don't think so, right? So I, it's really hard to say. Um, oh, and lastly, I think you only announce it if it's anywhere near in the range or larger than what Kona and Kristen we, are getting. So, yeah, I was, so, I was just with all about that to being say, said, yeah. all, I don't, with all that being said, if I were to guess, no, I don't think it's going to be public. Well, okay. Everyone was jumping in on that. I want to answer Josh's questions and I'll turn mm -hmm. it to Nick. I asked Kona that question. The Nick and Matt show got an invite to the disc mania press conference when they announced the players. And one of my Wait. questions dynamic discs oh just <laughs> you got to give them credit yeah no they they paid for all those yeah. players they don't need to get the credit they are, yeah, exactly yeah. they're trying to milk that all for what it's yeah. worth which is great if you spend that much money but i asked right dynamic disc press conference i we were invited i was there it was pretty cool cbs sports guy was in there mm -hmm. like it was a legit press conference mm -hmm. i got to ask a few questions one of them being to kona Ooh, who brought that up was that you like what was the importance level of that and she said I recall that she brought it up in conversation to them. She said, what do you think of us doing 500,000 and making it public? So to Kona, it made sense for, and I think it does make sense. It, like you said, Josh, if the number's right, it makes sense. So this goes to will Katrina, will Haley, or when it, will any of these other players announce it? This goes back to what Evan said a few weeks ago. Hey, if the numbers are right, they will. Because, like, does Katrina come out and be like, yeah, I'm making 100000 a year? Mm -hmm. Why would you announce that? Well, that's what I mean. So no now way. at this like if they're – yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah. now at this point in disc golf, where we are starting to see players' contracts, Kona and Kristen releasing their contracts, which was massive, if Katrina makes less than that and she doesn't announce anything, do we just automatically think, okay, she's not getting paid as much as Kona is, so why is she taking that deal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she could be getting paid more than Kona and just not release the numbers. I, I would like for them to release the numbers, just have a general idea of everything. And I think it reflects better on the sport in a sense. But do we think right away, if Katrina doesn't release the numbers, do we automatically think, oh, yeah, she's not making as much as Kona or Kristen? <laughs> you know, that's where it's, we're talking about the 2021 world champion. Like, it's not like she's the 2014 world champion anymore. We're talking about someone who literally just won the world championships. I, I think yeah, had multiple, yeah, multiple world champions yeah. right? Josh, and so recent. So what's the like, answer then? I think Nick, that's a great question. So now, like, if they right. don't I, answer, I mean, if they I don't, think, if they don't announce it, Josh, does it mean they're making less? 
No, it, there, there's way too much speculation, so everybody know that. Like, I'm just making this stuff up. But like, you could see a situation where like it's a bridge year where she goes somewhere because all this stuff seems to have happened a little bit short notice. She gets paid a good amount of cash. Let's say it's like a hundred grand, but it's not announced and it's a short term contract. All because then she wants to make a big contract right next year, right? Because yeah. companies, unless they were already courting somebody, may not all of a sudden be like. Yeah, I was holding a spot for a $500,000 player, mm -hmm. right? I don't like I don't know if that's the case. But if there wasn't a lot of money on the table, yeah, then you would take that bridge gear as a bridge year as an open bag, but like you said, you're going to do that and lose out on $150,000 maybe? Yeah, probably not. Exactly. But right, go somewhere like I, I don't know. You don't have to feel the pressure and be aside watching it, but you don't have to announce it like to the world in my opinion, <laughs> like t take a year, make a splash next year. Yeah. Right. Like that, that could be just fine. And sure. There would be plenty of rumor mill speculation. Of course, there's mm -hmm. a ton of that. Right. I, like I get it, but I'm just saying that's okay. Let that ride for a year, get some cash in your pocket and get the big contract next year. I mean, there's so many ways to go about yeah. it. And one of, one of the things that I'm just kind of like casually reading in the chat is people are bringing up Katrina's age. I don't know exactly how old she is. Multiple people have said 36 or 37. And then they're wondering, you know, how many more years can she go on full tour? Look at Johnny McRae. Look at Barry Schultz. Barry Schultz still does big, big tournaments and plays pretty damn well at them. And he's in his 50s. We're talking about an MP50 world champion as well now. Like the the age and different, it's it's different in disc golf than if they were playing basketball. Like we're not all LeBron James athletically built to where, yeah, at 37 years old, we can still be one of the best players in the world. But at the same time, you're talking about this 36, 37 year old who literally just went and won the world championships that one year when she turns 38, like what massive difference is that going to be? Johnny McRae has almost won USDGC being an older guy out on the road. Barry Schultz in 2013 got second or third place or something like that. At USDGC. I mean, in disc golf, the age is different than it is in other sports, in a sense, to where they're not killing their bodies nearly as much. And Katrina is one of the people who's actually very, very active when it comes to her physical like body and everything like that. Like she take care, she takes care of herself pretty well. So I think we gotta kind of like get the age aspect out of it. I mean, we're talking about if if she hadn't won a world championship since 2014, then yeah, the numbers are different to where okay, you are getting a little bit older. But we're talking about someone who literally just went and won the world championships at whatever age she is right now. So money-wise, I think, I mean, I think she should get paid. Well, whether she should or she shouldn't, that was the conversation yeah. based off of what's happened, what we've seen already this year. If she doesn't announce, does it mean she's getting underpaid? Um, we hope the best for all these players. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, we're going to reminisce here in just a second, but we're going to bring on uh, a multi-year world champion right now mm -hmm. whose name is... Ricky Wysocki, swapping out Josh for a minute here. Ricky, how are you doing, man? Good, good. Glad to join the show. It was also interesting to hear what you guys were talking about there in a second ago, yeah. just with uh, about the, about Katrina and her new and her new potential contract. So <laughs> pretty interesting. I'm good friends with Kat, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's awesome to to see the all the hype in the off season so far. I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it almost rivals the year of the 2019 contract or the um off season that that was players going back to big companies players leaving their big companies and i think this year might you know kind of beat that year of all these different signings i mean you had two and above sponsor players with kona and ricky leaving actually going to the same company now i mean it's definitely been a crazy year but congratulations ricky on your contract and uh thank you for making it public we were talking about it with a bunch of different people and we're like you know it's kind of nice to see the money aspect of it a four-year deal is massive what does this kind of mean for your career and what are your hopeful goals with everything going along with this? 
It's obviously I appreciate. First of all, thank you. Glad to, glad to be here and share the share some time with you guys and and all the all the viewers here. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's exciting for me. It's a it's a type. I'm at the point in my career where I feel like I've built the brand. I've built you know I've, I've won the tournaments and uh, you know I think it was it was time for me to to work with a company that saw that value and I definitely felt like Dynamic Disc did. And uh, and I'm super thankful that they're they're taking a chance on me. Now it's time for me to go out there and prove prove my worth as well. So. Uh, yeah, it's a super exciting time time for me, and uh, I think it's also another sign that you know taking care of yourself, health and wellness wise, is uh, super important. And the earlier you can notice that in your career, the longer you can prolong your career. And I think that that goes back to like what what you guys were talking with with Cat. She's really strict with her diet, works out every day at 5 a.m. She's probably one of the most dedicated disc golfers uh, that I've ever seen. And so you know, age really is doesn't you know isn't as much of a factor with someone like that. That's that's working out, taking care of themselves. Uh, they're going to prolong their career 10, 15, 20 years longer than someone that doesn't. Tom, Tom Brady. I mean, pliability, the TB12 yeah. method. I mean, he's going strong. It can be done. We're not, wait, well, hold on. I'm not comparing Kat to Tom Brady and his age. No, it's not happening. Don't, don't <laughs> peg me on that. Ricky, we had you on, a mul- we've had you on multiple times. We always appreciate the fact you, you have to be up there as far as Nick and Matt show is concerned with the best disc golf athlete and responding you have to be at the top you're really good about it we thank you for that we had you on about nine months ago we're going back multiple times since you've been on here but nine months ago i just happened to find a clip that we were talking about getting paid i'm just gonna quickly play it out for you here it's about a minute long let's take a listen i think you personally i do not know your deal you've never made it public but i feel like you're worth a lot of money so i and this is just coming from a talk show host I think you should go get as much money as you can. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that the sport is about money, but I think if yeah. you're bringing the players and you're bringing the disc sales and just everything that you've done for the sport is the highest rated player in the world. I, I hope the best for you, Rick. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah. To- I appreciate it, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And what yeah, I meant by the agent as far as um, in the future is what I meant is like my next contract deal not just the future disc golf, but like the next opportunity yeah. that I have to negotiate a contract, I will pretty much entertain that or, or do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I mean by the future. And so it's almost like if you're a top player and you're, you know, you're getting to that point, it's almost worth it now uh, that you, that you have to do it. Obviously if, if, if my contract expired this year, which it doesn't, then I would probably go ahead and, and start talking to an agent potentially, but it's not, hasn't, I still, I think I still have another, another two years on my contract. So, it's not quite to that level yet, but yep. when it is, like I said, in the future, when it is, then I will, you know, definitely be entertaining that. All right, Ricky, it is to that level now. Um, reflect, reflect on that. That was nine months ago. Reflect on what your thoughts were back then compared to what's actually happened now. Like what's changed? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was an interesting clip. But uh, I think uh, one of the most important parts for me is having Ari, my tour manager. She kind of has been acting as my agent and, and another, and for one. And then for two, she's allowed me to realize my worth. I mean, I think as a player, you're like always downplaying like, oh, I don't have that many fans. You know, I'm just playing out here playing disc golf, you know. And But she helps me realize like, hey, no, you're, you have a ton of value. Don't let these companies downplay that. Uh, because it's in the company's best interest to downplay how many fans, how many followers, how many how many discs you're selling. Because of course they're going to want to do that because they want to underpay you. Yeah, uh, if they if they were to be like, oh, Rick, you killed your disc sales this year. You're you're amazing. Which, you know, it, the, like I said, it, it it just shoots themselves in the foot because then they have to say, hey, we want to continue this, so we got to pay you. And um, 
And so I think that was happening a lot. And, and so I think that not that not that I'm just want to be praised all the time, but an attaboy, you know, is, is always nice once in a while. Um, but but yeah, so I think she helped me realize, you know, how many discs, you know, and how, how much I really do have an influence. And that's, you know, that was the most important thing, really. Yeah, so I, exactly. I think that's interesting. I heard you. I was able to be at the press conference when it was announced with DD. Um, you talked about yeah how Ari was such a big part of that, and I think that's great that she's able to do that for you. Um, so what happened between that moment and that conversation, and you deciding that it was time? Um, because I'm sure you had thoughts. You didn't need Matt from the Nick and Matt show in an interview to tell you you're worth money. You had to have been thinking these things all along. <laughs> um, so like, when did that, I don't know the right word, the bus, the wheels start turning to be like, you know what? It's time. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, it was, it was a lot of um, the fact that my brand, I mean, and I go back to my brand, but you know, obviously be, you know, having the best season in 2021 and one of the most consistent seasons of my career, really, obviously not win wise, but as far as being in the hunt uh, every weekend and week out, uh, so that partnered with um, my brand, my social media presence. And so all that stuff, I felt like I was doing a top notch job and I'm matching that with my athletic abilities on the course. And so I just thought it was time for, for me to, to, to make a change. And, and that was, um, you know, that, you know, like I said, Ari had, was instrumental in making me realize that over the years, she's just, you know, she's been with me. She sees all the dynamics within the sport. And so I think having an outsider looking in, uh, almost made, gave me like a fresh view on it as opposed to like, sometimes when you're in the situation, you get caught up and you don't realize certain variables. And so she's helped me, um, realize all the variables that go into a contract, uh, and into a career like, you know, that I'm having and I'm, you know, so that's, uh, yeah. And and that's what I think is going to be happening more and more is, is having players, having agents and managers, uh, to be able to see that and, and, and actually take, uh, you know, take some of the pressure off the player. No, definitely. Uh, I think agents and managers and everything like that coming into the sport, I think it's definitely going to be a helpful thing in the future. So we all know it. You resigned or you signed with dynamic discs back in 2016 and back in 2017, where you won your world championships, you were with latitude 64. What was kind of the reasoning not to go back to latitude 64, but to go to dynamic discs? Cause I know they're all part of the trilogy, but I'm not really sure in my, you know, in my mind, how much of a relationship do those three companies actually have with each other? Like what was the choice between latitude or dynamic discs in a sense? Yeah, so I think that uh, I think that Latitude's really starting to uh, to to work with a lot of players in Europe, and so I think like Kristen and and Albert and and, and those players, mm -hmm. they're they're on they're on Team Latitude, and then you see like obviously like me, Kona, Gavin, Matteo, all these players are on DDE because it's obviously in America, and um, and so I think that's the biggest difference is when I was sponsored by Latitude, I was going through Dynamic for a lot of my discs, a lot of my. Mm -hmm just uh, business stuff, you know, pay, get paychecks, um, all the different things that you need to do work with a sponsor. It all went through dynamic and then went to Sweden. So I'd, you know, I think that had definitely had a, uh, a, you know, was a factor in the decision of, you know, being sponsored by dynamic, but it's all, it, like you said, it's all under the similar umbrella to where, you know, all three companies are the same. It's just dynamic. Uh, you know, they, they obviously want to make a splash They're, mm -hmm. You know, they, I think that they obviously saw that they needed some top level talent and, uh, and so I think that it's revitalizing their brand and they're obviously seeing that. And, uh, and I think that that was, you know, obviously another, another, uh, key point was just having all this, you know, top notch talent on the same team. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So 
Again, I was able to ask some questions, hear some insights at the other press conference. So one of them, we kind of joked about you flying in in a helicopter and you're like, hey, maybe that's the new future to the tournament. <laughs> Drop me off at T-pad number one. <laughs> Away we go. Um, but, but in all seriousness, um, it's, it's a weird world, right? Sports, uh, public contracts, money being made. But the fact that we know that Ricky Wysocki is a millionaire or at least it's going to be. And at least at this point, 250,000 Bitcoin tomorrow, you could be a millionaire with just that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> let me ask the question. Right. How, how does something like this, like this big of an actual contract guaranteed practically change your life? And I'm talking even outside of disc golf. If you want to share just like the day to day, what was it like sitting down? Like, dang, I got all this money now. Like, what do I want to do? Does it free up brain space stresses? Like, what is it? What's the practical aspect of a contract this big? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's more of like, Hey, how can I, but my first, uh, my first thought is how can I invest? So I bought a, I bought a house and investment property in South Carolina, uh, near my parents. So I bought that. I'm going to have my dad take care of that. Um, I just bought it outright. And I was like, hey, dad, here's we're going to Airbnb this and rent this out. And, and then I started a 401k, uh, obviously doing this crypto. So I'm just diversifying a lot of my money in different in different spots. And so I think it's something where you see a lot of professional athletes. They're like, yeah, they're really good at what they do, but they're not professional investors. And neither am I. But um, I'm, I feel like I'm smart enough to where I want to diversify in real estate. I want to get some crypto. I want to have a 401k. Uh, and so. I'm not, I'm not going out and just going crazy buying stuff. It's still, uh, you know, I'm still being cautious and, and set myself up for the future. Uh, because you know, this golf and sports in general, you never know when that, that injury is looming, but, um, you know, I, I do my best to, to stay healthy, uh, stay strong and stay in the gym and, and, and prolong my career. So I still think I have at least another 10 years of, of playing. Um, uh, but I just have to set myself up now. And the sooner I do that, the, um, the better off it's going to be in the long run. So, for me, the first thought was invest, uh, start the foundation and give back too. I mean, that's something I'm, I'm going to be doing. That's, you know, I want to give back uh, to the community that gave me so much. And, and so we're already, we get, the foundation's been working a ton. We're going to have that rolling out by Vegas potentially. And, um, and so, yeah, it's investments for me, but then also invest right back into the disc golf world and, and grow the sport that from that aspect too. Mm -hmm. Now, does this change how you'll be touring in 2022? I know you've been one of the players who has a van, but you get the Airbnbs. Are you going to start flying to more events or try and still just do the driving aspect of life? Yeah, so I've always just I've always just liked the van. I, I you know, I could get an RV and I obviously I get pretty much whatever I want nowadays. Um, <laughs> but it's more of like I just I just feel comfortable. I, I meant like more like a van yeah, or yeah. RV. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I didn't mean like I didn't mean like that like a flex or nothing. Yeah, I was yeah. just trying. To, I was just meaning like Click I could bang, get baby. an RV yeah. if I wanted to. We're changing the YouTube <laughs> title tonight. <laughs> Ricky yeah. says I can All get whatever right, the hell fine, I want. Go for it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so it's more of just a preference. And, uh, and I just, I just like the convenience of the van. I think that, that, um, that having a trailer pull behind trailer, being able to store all the stuff I need in there and then having the van to, to, to drive around once I'm at the tournament, it's just as an everyday driver, vans are really nice. It's just like an SUV, uh, yeah. to whereas like an RV, if you want to go downtown on an off, off week or something and just go hang out downtown, you're just, it's possible, you know, parking's impossible. And it's just, you know, it's just, just so many inconveniences when you have a big clunky RV. And so I just enjoy the van. I think it's a good compromise between space um, and, and, and drivability, comfortability. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm getting Airbnbs most of the time anyway. So that, uh, 
so I can unload my stuff and, and feel like I have a spot for, for the tournament week. All right, let's do this. I mentioned this earlier. We're going to go ahead and try to take live calls. If anybody has any quick questions, you do not have to answer any of these. If you say, hey, Matt, I don't want to answer. We just drop okay. them off the call. But we're going to try. And while we wait, well, here's the intro. Let's get into the intro. Hello. Hello, man. Hello. Hola. <laughs> okay, so while we wait, though, for someone to call in here, um, my question to you is... <laughs> What do you know about Kat? Where's she going? You hang out a lot. Like, can you give us any exclusives? Or yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, like, even if I, even if I did know, I, I would, you know, I would obviously wouldn't be able to tell you, but I don't know personally. I really don't. Um, they've been, maybe there's an NDA sign. That's something that uh, is starting to happen. Obviously in the sport is uh, companies are wanting players to sign NDAs just to, to keep it on the low, low. Luckily dynamic uh, wanted, uh, we were both comfortable going public with it. And, uh, I think, you know, I want to help my peers and, and potentially, you know, giving them some leverage and mm -hmm. in, in negotiating potential future deals. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that there's an NDA involved to where, uh, whatever company she's going to, and this is just speculation. Do mm -hmm. not, uh, do not hold me to this, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. that's a dynamic going on in, <laughs> in the disc golf world is that, um, you know, there's NDAs, which means legally she's bound potentially. Uh, and I know other players have been, you know, in the same, same situation, in the past. So I think mm -hmm. that that's, you know, definitely a variable that could be in play. And that's why not many people know. <laughs> no, doubt. no, you're probably right. Um, all right. We got our first caller lined up. Uh, so let's go ahead and introduce him or her. Welcome to the show. What do you got for a question for Ricky? Hey guys, Bill, DG go here again. Hey Ricky, how you doing? Good. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, do you have a question for Ricky? Yeah, of course, of course. I was just wondering, was there any one thing that you said, I got to have this in my contract when it came to D-Day? And that's about it. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks for thanks for the call, buddy. Uh, so for me, there was obviously a lot of variables, as you can imagine, in a contract that big. Uh, but, you know, there's it's a lot of behind-the-scenes business stuff, too, to where, you know, we had meetings. We, had, we were able to see eye-to-eye business-wise. Uh, and I think part of that was, you know, coming out with my new line of discs. I think that you know, having a hand in specifically designing every single disc that I'm going to be throwing for years to come, that's super important to me. And, uh, and it's something that where I want to share that with, with my fans and my followers uh, and have them be able to enjoy it just as much as me. So that as much as the money's great, there's things like behind the scenes like that and the cart contract, uh, the, you know, that I'm getting with Zuka, you know, I'm going to be designing my own cart with Zuka. So they just gave me free reigns to do so much stuff behind the scenes with business. Mm -hmm. And that's also played a huge role. Awesome. All right, we got another caller lined up. They're eager. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you got for a question for Ricky? Hey, how's it going? Uh, this is Randy. Uh, I was just questioning why you went to uh, Dynamic Discs. Oh, just straight up? Why'd you go to uh, Dynamic Discs? <laughs> there you go, Ricky. Uh, you kind of uh, answered this, but elaborate as much as you want or a little. All right, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Um, yeah, like I said, it had a lot to do with business, but it also had with, to do, obviously, with the people involved. And, you know, disc golf's really pretty small, honestly. That's, you know, there's Discraft, you know, sent me an offer and they they were um, they were on the table. Um, but it also came down to, you know, you know, obviously, so I had to make a decision between the two companies. And, and like I said before, it kind of goes back to the business side. Uh, if there's two comparable companies, you got to say, hey. What, uh, what, which, which one are you going to feel comfortable long-term with your business side? And, and uh, which one are you most compatible with? Mm -hmm. I think uh, obviously from the outsider standpoint, but also the business standpoint. And that was dynamic. Awesome. Definitely. All right. We lined up another caller here. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome them to the show. What do you got for a question for Ricky? 
Hey, Rick, congratulations on your new contract. Hey, my question is real you, simple. Uh, I've been doing the Wim Hof method for about a year and a half, and I see that you do a little bit of the cold therapy and stuff like that. Do you do the breathing and the cold treatment? Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for your question, buddy. Uh, but yes, I uh, I do both. So I'll do I'll do an ice ice bath, and you uh, know I've got a ice barrel where I'll fill it up with ice, and uh, and I'll jump in there and I'll do the the breathing, the Wim Hof breathing while I'm doing an ice you know an ice bath. So it's kind of like two for one, and then I'll also do like a ten minute meditation, almost breathing before a tournament, maybe visualizing my shots, and uh, so there's a lot of breathing, and I focus a lot on that. It sounds pretty obvious to most viewers, like, hey, just breathe. But, like, there's a whole science behind how you breathe, inhaling certain ways, exhaling, you know, a certain amount of breaths and, you know, in certain amount of seconds holding in your breath. Uh, and that's what the Wim Hop's all about. And I've noticed I get clear, um, clear mind. I get energy from it. And, uh, you know, oxygenating your body is never a bad thing. And, and, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, there's a lot of science behind breathing and cold therapy. So you're on the right track. And uh, I, I like doing it, you know, cold baths after long rounds of disc golf to recover quicker, maybe say in a tournament. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to take one more call here. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you have for a question for Ricky? Hi, my name is Joe. And I'm calling from Sweden. Awesome. Cool. Welcome from Sweden. Hey. All right. What's your question? Thanks for, Ricky? thanks for calling, man. It's, uh, what do you think about, uh, idle wine coming? So, uh, so, uh, so close uh, before, uh, the European swing. If it's uh, still going to uh, attend to Idlewild, okay. even if it's uh, right before Europe. Okay. Thank you for that question. Yeah. Ricky, are you going to attend? Idlewild's getting pretty close to the European tour. Yeah, we're looking at the schedule. I think that, you know, there might be some players that skip it. Um, it all depends, obviously, how all, this, how all the stuff goes between now and then. Um, but, it, you know, I m- potentially might skip Idlewild depending on if I'm going to Europe for two weeks or one week. You know, I know the major in Europe is um, is one week, and then a lot of people are going for the pro tour in, in Norway as well. Um, so I'm still it's still up in the air, um, and it's definitely in my uh, in my head that maybe I'll have to skip that if I want to go play uh, the pro tour and the European Open in Europe. Mm-hmm. Awesome! Thank you everybody for those calls. Uh, we appreciate that. I think I realized I have a slight audio issue on my side where maybe they couldn't hear Ricky, but that's okay. We could hear them. Ricky, everyone could hear except for the people doing the call, maybe. Um, but so those are great questions. Thank you very much for that. Hey, Ricky, we've taken up your time here, but I had one more kind of question that I thought of since the last press conference where I had you is you had mentioned you're not really able to elaborate on anything with Innova's deal. Can I just ask like why you aren't able to elaborate on anything with the Innova deal? Yeah, no, not, not really. I don't know. I don't know. can't really uh, elaborate much. Uh, yeah, it's, it's something. I was, yeah. I just, just can't like talk in, about it. NDA, nothing. You can't, there's, there's nothing you can say about why you can't say anything. <laughs> Yes, okay. you got that right, unfortunately. Okay. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> no, it's not a sorry. Here's the deal. Like, this is what our job is, right? And this is just, we, we asked the question. You didn't hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. Didn't hurt my feelings, Ricky. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we give everybody an opportunity to shout out, but would you just tell me what football game you're watching behind you? Oh, look, you can see that. Heck yeah. Uh, I think, what am I watching? I think I was watching the Rams game. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. I don't think it's clear enough to where we won't get all copywritten, but we should be good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Sorry, I'll turn the screen a little bit. No, you're good. You're you're Uh, totally fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> thanks, thanks for asking. What about you guys? You got the Pats are getting killed so far. So. Yeah, it's seven, oh, what? What? seventeen to seven so far. Fourteen nothing, yeah. I think. No, yeah, it's seventeen oh, seven yeah, now. Okay, yeah, seventeen seven now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no! Spoilers, Ricky. I didn't. I'm okay. sure. I'm sh- sorry. Oh, did you record it? No, okay. no. Don't worry. We we always we have the ongoing joke that you can't spoil well, live only sports. Only a thing in disc golf. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what's wild about it. It's only a thing in disc golf where it's like you know what? Like I can't watch the Pats game right now, which I'd love to be. Believe me, on a Sunday, I love watching the Pats with friends, or family, whatever. But right now, obviously doing the fun podcast, I just go on ESPN, look at it, and there you go. I'm up to date. It's like you disc live almost. <laughs> all right ricky exactly right it's insane thank you so much for coming on the show uh again appreciate it more than you know just the ease and the accessibility you are a true uh people's person as far as fans go you're very connected and active i don't i think you're second to none with that so thank you for that um we'll have you on again i'm sure you're gonna win a whole bunch this year with new plastic and all are you giving yourself any timeline on like getting used to the plastic or you feel like you should come out of the gate swinging? Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of field work. First of all, thanks for having me on the show. I'm always glad to join you guys and chat thanks. about disc golf, share our passions together. So that's uh, awesome to, to be able to do that and give some mm-hmm. insight on, on what's going on with me. But um, as far as, yeah, no, I'm, I've been putting in field work a lot. You know, I think that I think two or three weeks in the field is, is plenty of time to build a, to build a bag. The only thing is, you know, like, discs once you get to the east coast you know you need some broken in discs to do some hyzer flips and do some funky angles but like in vegas it's just a hyzer it's just a hyzer olympic so you just need brand new discs to hyzer and then you're good to go there you go Great there you go <laughs> um, hey so, you said it not us <laughs> so luckily, no, you're so right <laughs> so so luckily i'll have time to break in my disc by the time i get your guys neck of the woods for maple hill and mm-hmm. uh in vermont and all that so uh, that's something that is obviously the only thing that's, uh, tough to find is broken in discs when you have a brand new bag full of brand new discs. <laughs> that is true. All right, Ricky, we've taken up enough of your time. I don't know how much you're getting paid per hour, but if we broke it down, we owe you a lot. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, Ricky. We'll catch you another time. No problem. Thank you all. All right. Take it easy, right, bud. Peace out, man. All right, everybody. Ricky Y. Saki. What a good, uh, always energetic, laughing, smiling great interview uh can anybody do that math real quick what's a million dollars divided by the hours of a year anybody in the chat or anywhere all right figure that out for me let me know how much we owe ricky where's that mando when you need him <laughs> um josh uh, we didn't quite give you the opportunity to ask any questions is there something we missed that you think we should talk about a little bit or any questions that you think you would have liked to have known now that he's gone well, yeah, now that he's gone. No, I I know I could have barged in if I had something important, mm-hmm. but I think it's fun letting the callers engage as well. And for what it's worth, he has been doing a lot of interviews, so I've heard a lot of yeah. his his answers. Yeah. I still if if you had um you know put me on the spot to ask a question, I would have drilled in a little bit more similar to what I was saying earlier is I'm just curious how important the contract being public was to him. I remember talking about this when Paul came out and everybody said well, it's easy for you to go public with your contract when it's the biggest contract ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's like, well, of course it is. When you're at the top of the game, you're like, yeah, I'll tell everybody. Oh gosh, right. Um, but then we haven't seen a lot of public contracts, and then uh, Ricky gets one that is, you can debate it however you want. Um, equivalent, maybe larger, smaller time frame. I mean, right? There's different ways to look at it. Um, but it's at least, it's it's right. It's on par with that. Um, and so I'm just curious, right? What if dynamic discs would have said, Hey, we're going to pay you the million dollars, but for whatever reason, we don't want it to be public, right? Like in other words, 
Mm-hmm. Does he feel like he's trying to shape the game? Paul talked a lot about that. Of course, Paul wanted the money, but he was trying to bring the game up, right, and make it public. Does Ricky view that he is helping kind of shape the game too, or is he kind of just, you know, going along with it and getting happy to get paid? I was just curious to hear what he would have said more on that. Yeah. I say this because that's what we do on the show. We kind of speculate and think about things. It's, it's, I'm thinking, what do they say? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, he's starting like a foundation, right? It's the Y saw or the Saki Bomb Foundation. He's getting a million dollars a year. And you start thinking to yourself, what are you just going to copy everything Macbeth did? But like, if he didn't do that, then people are going to be like, oh, you're not going to start a foundation. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like a lose lose in that sense. But I, I think Ricky's in a place where he just sees it as like, no, who cares what anybody might think? This is just what I want to do. Ricky's like kind of, I don't know. He just does it like, Hey, yeah, let's do a foundation. Yeah. Like if it's good for me and good for you, let's do yeah. it. But yeah, I, I, mean, I know in not in a, not in a bragging way. Like I don't get any of that sense, but I think Ricky, um, and this is a good thing by the way. Right. But is conscious of the competitive aspect between him and Paul. And I think he thinks this contract is, is better than Paul's. Right. Mm, and I think he's not going to go out there and say that, um, but I've heard enough of the sentiment in some of his interviews where somebody was like, so and so, and he's like, well, he's like, it's actually a little bit bigger because the 250 like <laughs> bonus. Right. And it's like, nice. well, okay, I know, but there may have been other bonuses that Paul chose not to make public. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just like Ian disc sales. And I mean, so it I just, say, gets, you can, you can look at weird, royalties. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, you I can, know. Right. You can... but, but what I'm, mm-hmm. my, my point being is like, he this is a good thing. It's the competitive spirit, right? Like mm-hmm. it's all about marketing because what's actually making more, you have to literally look at their, you know, final tax filing to say who's making more and who in the world cares and why should we do that? But from a marketing standpoint, making it public is an entirety is entirely a marketing game. There's no other reason to do it for a sponsor, right? Players have other reasons to potentially do it, but, um, I don't, I just would have been, you know, he, I'm sure we would have gotten a fairly even keeled answer from Ricky right like yeah. it wouldn't have been mind-blowing but i'm just <laughs> curious what that whole thing is like all right we owe him 114 dollars an hour so we kept him about 20 so we're yeah. about eh, in the range of 50 dollars we, yeah, we, exactly. we can do that just, you know i'll put in 15 we'll but, just do we'll just do a quick ad read of something but you know? yeah someone said like yeah. eight eight manscaped ad reads let's yeah, go exactly <laughs> but like that's yeah. funny that's funny to think about but that's yeah. what he's getting paid 114 an hour every hour while he's sleeping just to life. breathe yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. To, just to breathe pretty yeah, awesome. like exactly pretty yeah, awesome right. yeah i think uh one of the things you know <laughs> i gotta do my own math there. this is actually like news <laughs> to me about ricky's foundation like i said i haven't listened okay. to any of the interviews or anything yep. like that and for anyone say like obviously paul and ricky compete in every sense of the word when it comes to like a foundation thing like this i don't think it's a competitive way of like ricky being like oh paul said because guess what brooks kepka did it in the golf world you know LeBron James says his foundation, like professional athletes start up these things to give back to the community for charities and everything like that. There are multiple reasons why I think Ricky is in a position to be able to run a successful foundation, just like Paul is in a position to that. So where it's like, you know what? It's good. It's good. There's, I don't think there's any, like, I wouldn't look at, you know, the soccer bomb foundation versus the Paul Macbeth foundation to be like, Oh, which one's better. I just look at two great foundations that are helping grow the sport in more of a sense. But yeah, I mean, you can look at their contracts and I was having this conversation with a couple of people off air of just like, you know, what contracts technically bigger four year, 4 million or 10 year, 10 million. When you sign something for a certain amount of time, I'm sure Ricky, I'm sure Paul, I'm sure other top pros have in their contract, you know what? And after two years, I want to renegotiate and we kind of go up and down. Cause you know, Paul's first big contract was the four year million dollar deal with Discraft, to where it's $250,000 a year guaranteed. And then whatever royalties he's making on the side of that. 
Now, the thing with Paul's beer contract is they renegotiated it during the first contract. So it's not like like Paul waited four years and then made his million dollars. In Discraft, you're right. Discraft was like, yeah, you outgrew it. In one year, he outgrew it. Or in two years or something like that. He out. I think it was technically 2019, 2020, with 2020 being a smaller season. But he outgrew the contract just like that to where, like, you know what? Whether it was Paul that came to the conversation first or Discraft that came to the table first with it, they came in and they said, you know what? We want to invest in you in a bigger contract. Who knows? In five years from now, if Paul wins three more world titles, they say, you know what? For the last five years, let's give you $2 million a year guarantee. I was just going to say, though, because I don't want to extend it longer and longer. It's like, okay, fine. You're guaranteeing me a life of pay. But, like, Mm -hmm. some of me wants it guaranteed now, like a $2 million a year. Like, that's where the next step's going to happen. The next person that comes out that's making a million a year. Let's say, yeah, let's say in five years, Paul renegotiates the contract. I don't think he signs another 10-year deal. He probably signs a smaller deal for more money guaranteed right off the bat. I mean, that's just speculation. At the end of 10 years? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean... like like Ricky was saying, if you take care of your body well, you can prolong the career of your sport. Hopefully, That's barring right. any major injuries or anything like that. But then, like you said, look, Tom Brady's playing in the NFL still. What's he, 40, 40 years old? 47? 40, oh, he's, no, not 47. I don't know how old he is. Like 42 to 44. LeBron James is 37 years old and still kicking ass in the NBA. I mean, you're talking about great players who take care of their bodies. They prolong their career as long as they can, barring any massive injuries. But I think that's you know a great position that Paul put himself in. It's because I'm sure in somewhere deep in those lines in three years if paul wins another two world titles or say paul won a world title this year or last year and then wins one this year i mean there's probably renegotiate renegotiation clauses inside of a lot of these players contracts if you're doing it in what i would say if you're doing it in the correct way but yeah shout out to uh sb productions super chat thank you Mm -hmm. for that appreciate Uh, that super chat oh man this is fun topics i'm energized after just talking to ricky hearing that um Mm -hmm. what he's doing how he's doing um Non-disclosure agreement, it sounds like, it was funny, I wanted to be like, well, can you just tell us that, like, you don't, that you have a non-disclosure agreement, yeah. like, and if I said you couldn't, but he's like, he wouldn't even touch it, which I think, is fair, yeah. which I think is fair. What's funny about that is because a That's lot just of- good legal advice. Yeah, exactly. A lot of content, yeah, a lot of, like, content creators or, like, sports broadcasting, they'll try to, like, use the right wording and make the person slip up I and tried. say what they say, and then I it's tried. just like, you know, you put them in a sticky situation, but I, I yeah, tried. Who, who knows? I'm sure there's a massive NDA thing. I'm sure there's definitely some bad blood going on between the leaving the contract early. I'm, I'm sure that is with a lot Did of content pay anything to leave maybe maybe he's paying for it in the next 10 years maybe he already paid for it you know i saw a social post today where he's selling innova plastic and in his story didn't see that he has like, some mystery boxes and i'm like ooh, yeah. uh innova i don't know anyways long story short maybe that's part of the agreement yeah he yeah. has to sell his plastic yeah. you can't throw innova uh, ever yeah, again ever, came if it. we see a picture yeah. of you with it you're fine exactly <laughs> okay no, uh, but here's the thing, right? Yeah, like, people, yeah, I mean, bad blood or not, who knows? That would be all be speculation. Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I think they'll mostly be fine with it in the long run, but um, that's just good legal advice. I mean, he's just following, like, uh, technically there's probably some things you could say, but as soon as you walk up to that line, who knows what you say <laughs> that does get you in hot water. And if you're Ricky, you're like, I just got paid. Everything's good. I, I don't have to talk about anything. <laughs> he's like, why, why would, I? yeah, I'm not, uh, anyways, um, All right, so we came to a lot of the conversation there, but we do have to take a minute. I don't have the fancy music. I'm sorry, Nick, but we're going to talk about our sponsors still. Um, Thankful. Mm -hmm. They followed us over from Foundation Network, and they are known by the name Manscaped. So I've got in my hand 
a lovely this is actually straight out of my shower yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is i yep. use it yeah this is the body wash you can see it up here my camera goes in focus the daily shower gel this smells and i tried to capture the smell today while i was using it and it is like i'm gonna get it wrong they probably don't even want me to say what it smells like i'll just say manly yeah, well, I was going to say, it's, it just smells like a man's, like, you know, perfume or fragrance or cologne or anything like that. Like, it just has like that wood, nice, piney, yeah. almost, like, you're yeah. just like, I'm a man. It's a nice smell, yeah. Good quality stuff. Use code Nick and Matt for 20% off your orders. Worldwide free shipping as well on those. Cologne, Nick? Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Look at the jar. If you're watching live, look how, ooh, that is shot. You know you want this. And then um, finally, well, not fine. They've got so many products, but mm -hmm. here is the lawnmower 4.0. I turn it on usually like that. And then look at, ooh, you can see it. Maybe we'll focus here. There's a light on it. And while you're using it for anybody who cares, you can also, I don't know if you knew this, Nick, look, I can still use it and shut the light off. And then oh. I, you hold down the button a little while. Boom. It's like high tech. Right back on. It's that. high tech. So Manscaped has supported us so generously for the last season. They're rolling over a bit here into this new season, and we just want to say go over and it supports us. You support them. They support us. The Nick, use the code Nick and Matt, 20% off. Thank you very much, Manscaped. Manscaped.com, 200, uh, 2 million men worldwide, free shipping. Nick and Matt code, 20% off. All right. So I, was, I asked him if he knew where Kat was going, and it seems like he was being honest. But he doesn't have an, any idea, and he's thinking that maybe it's an NDA. Which, by the way, when he started talking about like all the possibilities, like might be with Cat, I'm thinking this is the same for Ricky. He's just not using his name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's big. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are still in the dark about where Cat is going. I mean, it's pretty wild. And then I don't know if we talked about this last week. Does, we Kat, does Kat know where she's going? That's, Kat, I mean, it's Kat, a real question. Yeah, exactly. That's a real, that's question. a real question. Yeah, Cat might not even know where she's going right now. I mean, who knows? It's, it's imagine that. Yeah. I'd love to have someone just in the chat just shot me a message and just told me all the inside <laughs> scoop of everything because then I can at least, you know, try to word my words correctly. But did we talk about Nico leaving Westside or kind of, I don't know if he got the boot. I don't want to say that in like a mean way. Did he leave? I was going to say. That's what I mean. Did he say did anything he? about it himself? I haven't seen anything Nico posted about it. I haven't. So that's where I'm like, did he get the boot? <laughs> Which makes it feel like, yeah, it makes it feel like, I mean, again, it's total speculation. It makes it feel like he didn't leave. His yeah. contract was not up. It was not up. He Dude, hasn't said a thing about it. When, yeah. when, when you leave, when you leave, you're usually the one like, yeah. you know, you're leaving. You're going to tell people you're leaving, right? In this case, Westlide's like, yeah, you're leaving. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah. I And they, I'm pretty sure they extended his contract this last year. So it was kind of like that, that yeah, one kind of, that yeah, one kind of got I don't exactly. know. I heard yeah. things about, and I'm literally saying things that I don't understand or like have heard, but I, I like speculation that there's like morality clauses and there's things in his contract where like that are untied specifically to disc golf, mm -hmm. but like, Hey, maybe you did something you shouldn't have. Who knows? Like, I'm just saying there's things and that's probably what happened. Something was broken because they, they obviously didn't yeah. resign. And well, you know, if they, you know, kicked him off the team just to kind of open up some cap space if they, you know, if everything Possibly. legally went through. I mean, you open up cap space for Matty O and then Ricky and Kona. I mean, yep. they made some big time moves this year. The trilogy themselves, especially DD and Westside, definitely put themselves hey, right back you, in the game of disc golf. Yeah, I remember when there were rumbles, uh, I don't know, even only a year or two ago 
about yeah how dynamic doesn't really have any big players and why mm -hmm. and then i remember some of the current players and people kind of getting ruffled feathers right it was just a oh, I mean, normal social media drama yeah. not like real world drama but people kind of be like what are you talking about like you know and but now yeah <laughs> it's like totally different right well, i mean you have you know one of the best players in the world and uh some other really good players and mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see yeah i mean look at it plays out over i mean the, it does doesn't it make you excited for the year to come right oh gosh it's yeah like it's awesome. that's yeah especially i mean i was just looking up old videos of like santa cruz master cup or whatever just old ricky putting videos and just watching him put with a dagger just always seems such a more pure thing than him ever putting with any innova putter and not that innova makes a bad putter i'm just more saying like he just looked comfortable with a dagger i don't know but um, I mean, like you were saying, looking at the last two years, I mean, what was a big MPO win for Dynamic Discs in the last two years? I don't think there was one. So nothing, no shade against anyone who was sponsored by them or is sponsored by them now. Yeah, but shade. We're talking, really. we're talking like they had great players. I mean, Chris Clemens is a phenomenal player, one of the best lefties, arguably the best lefty in the world with probably the greatest forehand lefty in the world. And then you had Eric Oakley for a number of years who, you know, was hit or miss at certain events, did well at some. I know at Waco this year, I'm pretty sure he did, you know, top 15 at Waco. But then other events he didn't do as well at. And so you got to make your moves of your team to where, yeah, you have a marketable player. But one of the biggest key factors of marketing is having a player in your team that's going out and winning. So did you ever read the Ulti World article where they said, like, DD doesn't have like a good team? Like there was that yeah. last year or whatever yeah. that ruffled oh, feathers. Yeah. And, but the point is like, it was a news, not a news item, but a conversation point that was happening to where they felt it was relevant to even have somebody write an article on that. Um, I don't think the sentiment of what they were saying, I don't think was wrong. Like, I mm -hmm. think it actually made sense. Cause I was thinking the same thing. What you just said, Nick, right. Echoing off of that same thing. Mm -hmm. Here's something I'm going to do. We've, we've never done this before. We're going to give an opportunity. Josh, what's interesting, we're going to take a live call if anybody has any questions for us or, or a topic that you would like us to talk about. Maybe not a question, but like, hey, talk about this. We will. We'll just drop you off the line. We just want your input. Josh, they will not be able to hear you, but you'll be able to hear them. That's something I found out tonight. But let's go ahead and open back up the lines. Hello. Hello, man. Hello. Hola. All right. I am opening back up the lines. It's going to take one second, though, uh, for people to be able to call in because I just realized I shut down something. That's why we're about to bring a producer in here. He's going to do a lot of this for us. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, if you have any topics you'd like us to talk about, we still have a few lined up here, but we're going to let you kind of have a voice in the matter. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about this while we wait. Uh, I think you mentioned this. Kyle Klein resigned, but with the Sky team. So he's now Sky at the team. same level. He's at the same level as Simon yeah. Lizotte and Eagle McMahon. Does that sound right to you? Was that a good move? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, what's funny is Simon actually kind of hinted at it earlier this year when he was like, a lot of people, you know, this sponsorship's good for, let's say, Kyle Klein. Like, he was really saying, like, this is a good opportunity for Kyle Klein. And that's when we had the speculations of Kyle Klein going to DD. But anyways, we got our first caller in. What's going on? Hello. Hey. How are you doing? Uh, what's your name? Good. My name's Hunt. I'm on down here in South Carolina, a long-time listener, of course. And I was just curious. I spent my day yesterday at the Flyboy Aviation Center, Prodigy Disc, and I was absolutely amazed by the layout of the course and how everything was just amazing based on the fact that it was a community of Delta retired pilots 
and 25 different people were flying their planes in and out of there. I really hope this becomes part of the disc golf community for the future. Uh, have you been there? And uh, do you want to get involved in the disc golf community? Thanks. All right. Good. Thanks for Appreciate your call, that. Hunt. So that's a good question. It's interesting. This is almost like the the call and promote whatever you want show now. Too. Yeah, like, no, no kidding. Come on and be like, hey, like, have you checked yeah. out this product yet? Like, yeah. hey, I guess that's what this is. It's free for all. I have heard about this Flyboy course. Um, I actually have no, I've never played there. Nick, have you seen anything? I feel like maybe I've seen Garrett Gurthy throwing some shots. Yeah, I, rem- I remember Prodigy back in like 2013, I think when they announced or 2012, whatever it was, they had done a quick video of all their pros throwing off of certain hole or certain hill or whatever. Um, but I don't know if I've ever seen any coverage of it. I personally have not been there, so I would not be able to say whether or not it should, I would want to see it involved in the pro tour or not. I mean, Obviously, great disc golf courses we want to see involved, and if they can be showcased correctly, then amazing. But I don't have a, I don't have an answer that you're probably looking for in the sense <laughs> if, of like I honestly have no idea. And if he's calling in though, there's a good chance it's a good course, probably. Yeah, exactly. But, but good is relative. Yeah. All right, we've got our next caller. What's your name? And you got a question for us or a topic? Hello, this is Jack. Hi, Jack. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I just have a prediction. If that's okay, it I is think okay. That- I think Cat and Dickerson are both going to go to MVP. And the reason I'm saying that is, you know, they built that uh, new warehouse. They're bringing in new machines. I think they're really thinking big of making things take off for them. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. Okay. We'll see what yeah. happens. And okay. do, you, do you have any insider knowledge to that, or it's just based off of that, that point you made? It's just off the point. I okay. have no information. <laughs> no, right. I, just, I was just digging okay. a little bit there. Thanks for your call. Appreciate you calling in. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, that was a call thinking. And that's fine, too. Speculation and prediction. That's yeah. pretty cool. Call in with your predictions. That's yeah. fine. And maybe we'll be able to we'll try. Back. Yeah. <laughs> try to try to go more towards the question aspect of things. But a prediction. Or a topic. On it. Yeah, exactly. Or a topic. Like, what is something you want to hear us talk about? Um, yeah. All speculation on Cat and Dickerson. Really, just have no idea. But who knows? All right. Someone said, "Oh, I was gonna say." Someone in the chat said, "Matt's on mute," and then someone commented, "Nah, we hear him." <laughs> so we always hear Matt. I, I was, <laughs> we always hear Matt. Yeah. Let's see if we can get one more call. Well, actually, we'll just leave the lines open. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm curious. I'm curious who MVP is gonna pick up. They gotta pick up one person, right? After the year that they had and the year that James Conrad kind of like helped. But, couldn't they be trying though? Couldn't they be trying? They could be. Oh, definitely. I mean, MVP is still not they're, they're They don't have as much money as Discraft. And so when Ricky wants to, you know, potentially make a contract deal with, you know, Discraft or dynamic discs, MVP is not in the conversation of like that much money yet, but you got to think they want to sign at least one kind of notable player this year. But anyways, we got a new caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Jeff. I'm calling from Augusta, Georgia. What's going on, Jeff? Um, well, you guys touched on it a little earlier about um, some of the disc golfers, or just athletes in general. There's a lot of great older players now. And I was just wondering, what do you guys think is kind of the age limit at this point to be competitive at the highest level? That's all I got. Age, age limit as like when you're tapping out. That's what you mean, yeah. right? When you're not as competitive on well, the pro tour as you would have been. Yeah, like to perform at the highest level, okay. maybe in open or women's open. All right. Thanks for the call. Cool. Appreciate it. So – in in the sport of football, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, quarterbacks renowned, and I'm not doing this to rant on or like to promote Tom Brady. Like that's a whole topic, but like there's a point. Same thing for running backs in the professional scene. 
they say, uh, if we're smart, we know historically that this timeline of someone's life, they are not going to keep up. Yeah. Like they might be able to play high at a amateur level, but like that pro top pro level, it taps out. Do we know what that is in disc golf yet? Not, I mean, there's, there's no number on it. I mean, you have players right now where a lot of people are thinking the young guns on tour are still, you know, they're going to be ones taking it over. I mean, when's that going to happen though? I've said this before in the podcast that might not happen for another five years. Kyle Klein had a great year, almost won USDGC. He won Idlewild. He might not do anything for the next three years while Paul Macbeth or Ricky Wysocki or players who they're not old yet, but they're getting older. I mean, Paul's in his thirties. And so you're talking about someone who is still, he just won USCGC. Kat is in her, you know, mid thirties, potentially. Like I said, I don't know her exact age. She just won the world championships and she won other multiple elite series events this year. So right now the age is kind of, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying like limitless at all, but at the same time, Johnny McRae, I don't know exactly how old he is, but he competes still pretty well. When he goes out to pro tour events, he is still very competitive. Dave Felberg. He was. Still, we haven't seen a lot of Johnny McRae last year, but I don't know if it was age-based. I'm pretty sure he got Lyme disease. And well, I know he, that is something that potentially could have. And that's, you know, it that's, flares that's, up. Yeah, exactly. It flares up. Um, Barry Schultz, though, I was saying this earlier. Barry Schultz is still someone who competes relatively well at big events. He's not going out and playing the full-time tour right now. But I mean, we're talking, if you keep your body in check, barring any massive injuries, I feel like a 38 to 40 year old could still compete, especially someone as great. Like when Ricky's 40 years old, if he's still potentially playing, then he's still going to be competitive. Like, I don't think his skill is going to deteriorate that much. And I don't think the competition from lower levels right now or younger levels, I should say, is going to be that much greater. Josh, I want to involve you in this. So you're the oldest in the room right now. You just tapped. I was just going to say, is it because I'm the oldest? Yes. Um, So. I'm going to give you kind of like a subtopic of this in a way, because like disc golf right now, we've talked about this. The older the sport gets, the more pool of players you have to go from. And eventually, they always say this, your top five become your top 10, your top 10 become your top 20, your top 20 eventually are like, you have to be like top 100 to even be on tour at all. Like you, uh, meaning like top 100 is the same as being like top 10 used to be. Yeah. Okay. That is a big part of this conversation, right? Because like at age right now, you're still able to tour if you were probably, yeah, in your fifties. But like, so what's your, what's your idea on that question? Yeah, I do think um, that there still is, right? Well, being younger is better than being older. (laughs) What I mean (laughs) by that is as the numbers, no, no, but here's the point, right? Um, as the what the situation you were saying, as the younger players flood the top performing ranks, right, it will be harder to compete when you're when you're older, right? Against that. Mm-hmm. And as the sport grows, there's more money, right? Like it's just I think it will become more of a challenge. Whereas right now we're at this interesting like bridge, it feels like, right? We'll see if that sustains. But where if you're an older player, you can still kind of hang in there because the ranks aren't entirely crowded yet. And you might want to do it because there's actually more money out there, right? But mm-hmm. I just think that's going to be pushed off. I mean, so like, what is that? What is the age? I mean, who knows? It feels like it's in its like 40s, right? That's what it feels like, like low low yeah. 40s. Um, well, and you know, the sport may evolve also, right? Like it may evolve. Like the Masters, I know it, it won't it won't get the same kind of attention we have, but like. It just, you know, things can change and evolve and you may look at yourself at 43 and say, well, I can finish in the top 20 every tournament, but is that what I want to do when I'm 43 top 20? If I can make a million dollars doing it? Yes. Yeah. If I can't, 
You know, I may but fade I off think, and get a different kind of role in the disc golf world. But I think the future is going to be if you're in the top, if you're able to be in top 20, this is my point about the competitive side of it growing. If you're able to place in the top 20 means that you could probably win any given event. Like, I don't think that's, eventu that's eventually what we'll get to. I don't think we're there yet right no, now. Like there are right. players that end 15th through 20th who will probably never win an elite series in their whole career. Now, right now, right now. But we're Which also is talking, crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking, <laughs> but you have those players who yeah. just were so skilled throughout their whole career, like a Tiger Woods type player. I'm going to kind of equate this to golf right now. Even someone like John Daly, who looks like the most unathletic person when he's out on a golf course, but because he is very skilled in the sport that he's playing, he can still go out and potentially win a tournament. I think he did a couple of years ago, won a big tournament or like Phil Mickelson. What is he? 50 years old or something like that. And he just won a massive golf tournament. Not too long ago. You're talking two different sports. I get that disc golf may be harder on your body, but you're talking about players who they were so good at their sport in their prime that they're still able to keep up even when they're out of their prime now. So I think that's something that we are going to see. We just haven't been able to see that yet in disc golf, but in the next 10 years, we are still going to see the top players that we have right now, probably still being decently competitive. Hopefully no injuries happen. Hopefully being decently competitive on it, the other side of things. The, the question could be well, summarized with the, you go ahead, Josh. I was with the sport being taken more serious because there's more on the table, right. For, mm -hmm. for taking, you even heard Ricky talk a little bit about this, but taking care of your body, viewing yourself more as a true athlete, right? Like driving towards longevity, because guess what? Another five years in the game could mean another $5 million in your pocket. Exactly. Um, right. All of these things. So I do think that will also like evolve. I think your top players, whatever number that is, are going to be much more traditional athletes paying attention, right? At personal trainers, um, all these different things, um, that I could certainly see that changing too. And maybe that'll push the number up, right? People mm -hmm. will play a little bit longer because it's worth playing longer. Yep. All right. I, I was going to say, and I'll just wrap it up with this and we'll get our next call in is, can't we just ask like, well, how long is Paul Macbeth going to continue to win for it? Meaning like, that's when I think he's the best player, arguably. I mean, yep. Ricky too, but Paul's further along in his age. Like, we'll just have to watch him, and exactly. we'll see what starts to happen. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in uh, probably our last call. We'll see how this goes here. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you have for a question or a topic? What's up, guys? Speaking of your last topic you just discussed, who do you think will have a better average finish on the Pro Tour this year, Brody Smith or Scott Stokely? Ooh, I like I'll it. Hang up and listen. Yeah, Ooh, thanks for the call, man. I, like yeah. well, I, I don't know how long it takes for them to get back onto the show and hopefully listen for the answer that we're given, but I'm going to kind of do a little 10-second buffer really quick to make sure our guy... Oh, they already got the 10 seconds. Okay, cool. All right, so I think personally, if I'm going to put my money on who's going to do better at Pro Tour events, whether it's Brody Smith or Scott Stokely, I'm going to put my money on Brody. This is Oh, I was going to go Scott. This is a great so, question. I yeah. was just going to say, Nick feels differently, Josh feels differently, and I'm in the middle, literally, on, on screen here, too. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I could make an argument for Brody. Because um, we've seen it. We've seen it demonstrated already that he's able to do pretty well, mm -hmm. okay? Like, some more su surprisingly better than I had speculated in the first year. Mm -hmm. So I can see, like, we already kind of know. So what we're saying is, and this would be Josh, I'll let you make your point, but what I'm hearing you say is like, we expect that Stokely is going to be able hey, to come back it, Daniel. and do something that we don't know. I mean, we know he used to be. He projects himself, right? What did we ask him? He's like, I mean, he said, top what, top, yeah, top 50% every single time, which, That's yeah, right. I get top 50% is 
All right, no easy, easy task, but at the same time, I mean, Josh, give us give us your side of it. What were you thinking? Why were you thinking Stokely? Just a feel? Uh, well, yeah, mostly a feel, and you know, maybe I can get kind of taken in by the uh, public marketing, but Scott just seems like he is going to be committed to the full-time tour, right? Optimistic, you know, doing everything he can to kind of perform, and I think there's a little bit of the underdog feel of he would love to explode on the scene. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, maybe you could say the same thing about Brody, like, but I just it just feels to me like really full-time committed to the tour may pay dividends. And I don't know if Brody's communicated exactly what his schedule is. I'm sure he'll be out there all over the place, but I don't know, yeah. you know, is he, is he hitting every single event in sequence? Right. Whereas I think that's Scott's plan. So I think Brody's planning on doing, I can't remember if he released his schedule or not, but I feel like he did. He, I could be totally wrong. He's probably, we're, yeah. we're just speculating. If he does, the, yeah. the question would be if he does or whatever. To my, to my knowledge though, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he's full-time touring this year and um, yeah. But yeah, if I if I'm gonna put it to every single and like someone just put it in the chat, depends on the course. Yeah, I get that. It definitely does depend on the course. We're talking over the year who's gonna have a better average finish at Pro Tour events. Do they that say also, that? But did they say that because Stokely can throw so far? I mean, Brody throws disgustingly far as well. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. why does it depend on the exactly. course? Like what Brody, was their point? I mean, Brody's a really good player. People haven't really been able to see it yet. But at the same time, like Brody puts in a lot of work towards it. And what? I'm just I'm just saying like my opinion on why do I think Brody is going to be doing better. Um, I just think if if I was to look up how, and this we're talking last year, but we're also talking about Brody, who's been in the sport what two years now, maybe if that, if you look at their average ratings per tournaments that they played at, I mean you look at, you know you have one person that's ten seventeen rated, and then Scott Sokley, I don't even know right now if he's at the thousand mark right now. I think he's nine nineties or whatever, which is still a good player, especially in the local area. You can win tournaments like that, but when it comes to average finishes out on the pro tour. I don't see him having such a year that it's like, you'd almost like if he was to get top 20 in an event, I'd call it a fluke. That's just like, just <laughs> saying, cause it's back on his first year. You know, I would have said the first thing, you know, if Brody got top 20 at a, an elite series event last year, I'm not saying that it was a fluke, but it probably wouldn't happen again the rest of that year. I don't know exactly Brody's so, you know, stats and everything. Stokely's I know he did well 992. a couple of them. Stokely's 992. And I remember yeah. on our show when we interviewed him, he said, yeah. well, that was back since September, but I've played a lot since then. And I feel like I'm averaging well over a thousand. So yeah. he says he's averaging yeah. enough where he thinks like, it's not, he it's not, his, yeah, it's yeah. something that, you know, next year and a year from now we can look at and just be like, you know what? We had this topic now who did, who had a better <laughs> yeah. year. I'm curious what other people call think. back, call back and remember this topic yeah, and, exactly. and remind us. And that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying Either of them yeah. are elite players right now because they're both not. But at the same time, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna put a hundred dollars on it right now, I put my money on Brody. Right. Ooh. hundred dollars. Right. Wait, that's the new sound clip for Tony. Scott Stokely could be yeah. the DGPT rookie of the year. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. Well, yeah, I just like maybe one more like very short yeah. thought is I we've talked about this on a, multiple disc golf shows. You cannot discount experience. Mm-hmm. And I just want, so I wonder, like, obviously it's speculation. I don't know, but like, it's been years for Scott, but he has a lot of experience. I Mm -hmm. mean, like world's level competition. Brody doesn't have that yet. And I just wonder how that, that plays out like smarts in the game. Now I think Brody has the skill sets. Like it's nothing about saying he can't do it. He actually probably can. I just, I wonder it's like a small margin, but this is really exciting to have kind of these second tier things to watch. Right, because it's fun to watch an event and you see the top card, but it's always fun to scroll down the leaderboard. I'd be yeah. curious how far 
far we have to scroll down to find these two names. Exactly. It'll be a fun thing to watch. And, and by be, the way, you know, you can favorite it, favorite it on you, Dis. Those are the two players who's doing better. Yeah, exactly. You know, is, is Stokely playing <laughs> Vegas? Scott and Brody Tractor. Uh, like if, uh, if, if Stokely's playing Vegas, then right there, right off the bat, we can tell, you know, who's going to start the season hot. Do so I put my money on Brody at Vegas? Yeah, yeah I do. It doesn't say upcoming events, does it, for a player? Yeah. It just says next event. This is but, a fun one. But anyways, that was Daniel, by the way. Longtime listener, Nick and Matt Show. Daniel mm -hmm. is the one who asked that question. Good good to actually hear a voice to the chat. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? It's nice to put a voice to the chat. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Uh, so, yeah, that's all we had for calls. Um, really wrapping up here. I know it's early. Everyone's like, wait a minute. They're looking at their watch. They're like, that's only been 90 minutes. I haven't even gotten back to work yet. Like, yeah, right. Driving to work, back to work. We know people do it. Appreciate that support, by the way. Um, but we'd be remiss because our last show, we had Gannon Burr on the show. And Gannon. Oh, I got so much crap on this for Twitter. I had a bunch of people tag me because I know exactly where you're going with this. I had, a, <laughs> I had a bunch of people tag me saying, oh, heard it on the Nick and Matt show that Gannon's leaving Prodigy. I'm like, I had to tweet back at like 10 people and be like, you did not hear that. Well, I said, Matt, Matt misspoke. Yep, and misspoke. I told Matt on the show that Matt misspoke. <laughs> I said, I was like, I don't think he actually said that. And then someone like was like, no, no, no. He definitely said it. I re-listened to it. I'm like, I'm telling you, Gannon Burr, I... do not make us, you know, it's what I like, do not make us the TMZ of speculation and everything like that in he... the sport. Gannon Burr did not say on last week's episode that he was leaving Project. I just want to shout it's, that it out It doesn't there. matter now yeah. anyways, oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he announced, hey, I'm re-signing with Prodigy Disc yeah. for two years. Now, I will say, and I actually wrote this note down for this week, because did I speak too forwardly and presumptuously that's a, a word yeah i did i was convinced i had convinced myself I, i'm just that's what it is i had convinced myself after seeing him and i i wasn't able to follow up with him but like seeing him sell discs um leading out of the off season like adamantly like hey i'm getting rid of this collection that and i'm looking for like tilts and everything yeah. i'm like something's going on did and then I heard him say, like, yeah, I haven't made an announcement yet. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you haven't. And well, then, like, it's it's because you asked him, like, what would be like a life changing thing or like what would be a big like in your words, what's a big announcement? Yeah, and you had said you had said you yeah. you asked him the question, like a change of sponsor. And he said, yeah, that would be a pretty big announcement. And I think that's when your <laughs> mind was just like, oh, there you go. I got him like the clickbaited, you know. So I don't really want to go down this whole road here, but good for him. But yeah. like Prodigy. Did they say like, hey, to our two like right now, our two more elite players because Dickerson was leaving? They, they like, yeah, yeah. You know what? You can tell them just have fun with it, like, and or like just tell them like you're you have a major sponsorship announcement, yeah. like because both Kevin Jones yeah. and Gannon Burr both were like, yep, like, you can I say think, like it's gonna be a big deal. Yeah, I think they were coached in the way of how to conduct their interviews Maybe. or their videos in the sense of like, let's really really hype this up because they were getting no press. <laughs> exactly because like. The only press that Prodigy was getting right now was bad. was bad press. And yeah. so it's like, all right, let's hype this up to where it's like, oh, it makes it look like Kevin Jones or Gannonburg is leaving. But bam, then we come out with this video and they're staying, by the way. They signed extensions. And where it was like, oh, all right, cool. Congrats to those guys. I mean, definitely congratulations, Gannon, someone, uh, Gannon, someone who definitely has what will hopefully be an incredible, you know, life of disc golf and career in disc golf. So um, I think that was awesome to your extension. I'm sure he's probably getting a little bit of a salary right now going forward with it. I think that was probably something that he was looking for. Um, yeah, good for him. Trying to get out to more events for next year with school and everything like that. So I'd be excited. At least, I mean, those are the young people that we are talking about in the sport who the him, the Cole Rodolins, the Kyle Klein. I don't know exactly how young he is, but you have players like that who are really just pushing it forward.
there are quite a few storylines. If you were to write them all down as you thought about them, mm-hmm. you would have a lot. Uh, 30, 40, 50 storylines like going into this year. Like you just said, Cole Riddallen. I mean, like every name that's changed, even Eric Oakley, any name, Drew mm-hmm. Gibson, you just go down the, the whole thing. Ricky Wysocki, Kona, Evelina, Hannah. Like you just start thinking of all these players, Paige Pierce, and you're like, there's a storyline. There's a storyline because there's something to be seen. Brody Smith. Mm-hmm. It. There's a lot to be proven this year. Ella Hansen. I'm just going to keep saying the names that popped in my head. Like, there's a lot to be proven for these players. Uh, will the tour be back bigger and better than ever? It's now the official tour of the PDGA. Mm-hmm. It, it should be. Um, I can only hope and pray that Worlds is able to be open to the rest of the world. <laughs> like, we want to see all the players. And I specifically am focusing on FPO. I'd love to see Evelina, Kristen, Tatar, Henna. Um, and even some of the other up and comers over there. So that realistically, unless one of you says that like, Hey, there's a topic that we should just at least hit before we go. That's kind of the end of this year. Um, anybody, Josh, Nick, anybody? No, Mm, I think that's pretty much it. (laughs) So why are we recording today? Because, and this is, this is actually part of the reason why we couldn't make the commitment to foundation is because my new job requires me here and there to travel um, sometimes impromptu, like as in like, it's just kind of like, hey, do it like this next Monday. So I'm flying on Monday. I'm going to be out in Indiana. So someone, if you're listening, you're in Indiana. <laughs> I probably don't have time to catch around. Yeah. So you can still hit me up and say hi. But Indiana, uh, Crown Point area. Now I'll give you the address. You can just come over. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I'll be there on Monday. That's why we're recording today. So we're only a day ahead. Mm-hmm. Hopefully people are still able to listen to their normal routines. Yeah. Josh, it looked like maybe you were going to say something and I kind of cut you off. Do you have anything? Okay. No, nothing important. I was going to say, I always have a lot more thoughts, but <laughs> no new topics. So. Exactly. Well, now nah, it works out fine then. We're on the Nick and Matt show, but I will say be on the lookout for the new show from the disc golf network. Um, I might be going out on a limb here, but it's going to be called league night. It's going to have me and Josh. Uh, Jamie Thomas, others, others yet to be announced, uh, co-host, maybe Nick will be <laughs> a visitor here and there. Like it's, yeah, it's maybe. just going to be one of those types of things. It's going to have a lot of cool, different topics. Think of like part in the interruption kind of style, two minute topics, like all that kind of stuff, graphics, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. It's interesting to balance out between the Nick and Matt show and that like, Oh, that's a good idea. I should take it to the Nick and Matt show. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea on the Nick and Matt show. I should take it over here. I'm trying to make sure that they're separate things. And so if you like this show, you're not going to offend us by watching that one. You're going to want both. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, so you're back up here. And what's your schedule like coming uh, up? I'll be back till Thursday and then Thursday afternoon. I think I fly back to Virginia. So this, I'm, is, my, this is my one in studio. <laughs> well, I might you, be back in February at some point for a week or so. You knew. You knew I was um, traveling this week. You're like, hey, Matt's leaving. He's going to be back Thursday. Yeah, I'll exactly. leave Thursday. Well I, remember, well, I remember when you were saying like, you know, oh, I got to work. I was like, oh, dang it. The one week that I'm home, we might not even be able to do something in studio. But it kind of worked out nice, obviously. I, th- I actually thought we were pre-recording today and then just going to drop it tomorrow. I thought that's what we were doing. And then we were like, oh, yeah, we'll go live with Ricky. And I was just like, oh, sweet. You know, dude, we had a lot of. No- we had- why do we talk about numbers? Because it means people are listening. If people mm-hmm. are listening, this is why we do what we do. We had a good amount. I've been curious to see after leaving foundation, like what those numbers would be like. Mm-hmm. Our live stream has been as high, if not sometimes tapping higher since coming back here. Thank mm-hmm. you. I didn't say this yet. This show, like this video, I see the number right now. It says like 63, but we've had like 
eight times that, or I don't even know, a high amount of times that in the feed today. Would mm -hmm. you just like that? It really helps. Uh, would you subscribe? Your name will pop up. Look, I'll put it back up here. The last subscriber, it's going to scroll across the bottom here. We can actually say thank you um, to our, lat, our latest subscriber to YouTube, our downloads and podcast platforms, all of that. Very helpful. We appreciate everybody. Uh, it's, it's coming up. I'm trying to delay. It's going slow. Oh. Isa, Asa. Asa. We're trying to read as it pulls up. I'll let you butcher this name. K Kinnanen. Asa Kinnanen or Essa Kinnanen. Thank you. You're the latest subscriber yeah. um, who had their settings set to public. That's how it works. If they're not public, it doesn't show it up. It won't there. work like that. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, cool. But you know what was funny? I'm going to throw it out there. Hannah Macbeth. I was like doing some tests yesterday and his like latest subscriber, Hannah Macbeth. Like, nice. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. made it. We made it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we made it to that point in the show. Nick, I think we're going to let you close it out here. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning into episode 73. Hopefully, the quality on my side of things was a little bit better this week, actually being in Massachusetts. So if you were listening right now, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to the Nick and Matt show. Thank you for being with us today. We you know, had a very steady number. I'm excited to watch the Patriots game right now. Um, but for the people watching post-audio, go ahead, give us a listen. Check us out, the Nick and Matt show on all podcast platforms. If there's a way to leave reviews, go for it. If that would be incredibly awesome. So tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. That's right. Nick, you're awesome. Josh, thanks for coming on. You're my brother. You're awesome too. We'll talk to you later. Peace, Peace. out, everybody. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.